0: Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Network, the future of global informatics podcast, where we discuss global informatics through conversations with industry leaders and innovators so that you can understand what it is, what it does, and how it shapes the healthcare of our future. I am your host, TJ Southern. Hey, y'all. Good day. Good day. And welcome to another episode of the future of global informatics. It's your girl TJ Southern. And today we have people. Oh, my God. So let me tell you guys right now. Right. I always say at the top of my podcast, make sure that you have a pen and a piece of paper ready because our guests can drop nuggets at any Time. And I promise you that he is one of those that will definitely drop us nuggets. He is definitely one of those that will drop us nuggets. I am so excited to talk to him. I was actually rummaging through his LinkedIn profile even before we talked. And I was just like, oh my God, I cannot wait for this conversation. So I'm going to let him introduce himself. People, tell the people about yourself, tell our listeners who you are.
1: Hi, uh, my name is Vipul Kashyap, and I'm currently the SVP of Clinical Informatics and Product Strategy uh, uh, with Buddy AI, a startup out of New York Mm. City. And we are uh, using AI and machine learning to uh, try to solve some of the most pressing healthcare problems. Mm. So healthcare is my passion. Mm. me to know and how siloized we are across mm. the healthcare ecosystem. You have your peers, your providers, your pharmaceuticals, your ACOs and CROs, and God knows whatnot, right? <laughs> and this is really, really, I mean, amazing for a for a field like healthcare. We should all be working together mm. and collaborating with the with each other. And you know what? The key for this is the key to this is information and knowledge.
0: Yes, it is it, key to yes. address
1: these challenges, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, acquisition of information, understanding the meaning and context, both from a strategic context, like how does this piece of information impact outcomes and cost, mm. versus the the tactical context. Okay, what point in the clinical workflow is this information necessary, mm. and what value does it provide the actor in the workflow in the clinical workflow at that point? Right. So uh, that's where I am. And um, mm. I, I, I firmly believe that informatics will and it will and will uh, is and will solve the problem. So I look forward to uh, more feedback from you guys and see how we can all work together and make it happen.
0: Oh my God. I told y'all that there are other people out here in this informatics world that are, that is just as passionate and just as concerned as I am. We love informatics and here we go. We have a guest who absolutely loves informatics. I'm telling you, it's just something about it that just makes me Oh, my God, just makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Okay, so let's go ahead and just, what inspired your work in this space? What inspired your work in this AI informatics space? Because that is still a new developing space, right? What inspired your work in that space?
1: Yeah, so um, what inspired my work in this space is I come from a computer science background mm-hmm. in Mm-hmm. one of the one of the uh, my phd thesis is basically using ontologies and knowledge to integrate data over mm-hmm. the web and um i wanted to make uh, use of my phd thesis to solve a really real a good problem mm-hmm. and there can be no better problem than improving the health of everyone else mm-hmm. so um i told myself hey how do i how do i really make an impact so one of my first places I landed up was at the National Library of Medicine.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And uh, yeah. that's where uh, I was amazed at the different kind of medical vocabularies they have, the different Ooh. PubMed articles. And, uh, you know, it, it was a fun time. And then I, I realized the big challenge of information and data and healthcare. So, hey, I was coming from a computer science background My passion was information semantics and ontologies, but I wanted to apply to a real world problem. And there you go. There was a real world problem staring at my face (laughs) at the National Library of Medicine and like, hey, this is this is really important. And that's what really got me in, you know. Oh,
0: my gosh. Let me tell you that that is absolutely amazing. And let me say this before we actually really get into the crux of this conversation. It is such a pleasure and an honor to even have someone like you just in that seat and, you know, and and really ready. You know, a lot of times we have nurse informaticists that come on that You know, that's their job. I actually interviewed a nurse informaticist a little while back and she focuses on those snowman codes ontology. You know, she really focuses in on that and it really takes a passion to do that. So I applaud you for that. Okay, so now what are some of the biggest challenges? That you've seen. What are some of the biggest challenges that you've seen? And I know you've seen a lot because you're solving problems. So, what are some of the biggest
1: challenges you? The the fundamental problem in healthcare is siloization. People are all, all, you know, divided up and doing their own thing, right? Yeah. Um. So, the problem the and the really basic problem in healthcare informatics is. Organization across the board are very poor in acquiring data, managing the quality of data, capturing the semantics and context of data, and so on and so forth. Mm. Uh, They they spend loads and loads of money trying to buy all kinds of technological things. But Mm -hmm. in reality, the problem is not a technical one. Mm -hmm. In reality, the Mm -hmm. problem is a social one where people, if they agree to collaborate, if they agree to standardize, and if they leverage the semantics embedded in the standardization, they can go a long, long way. You know, uh, It's basically an all or nothing approach to manage information. Like They get these huge data warehouses and a whole bunch of things. What they fail to do is they don't understand the role of information in enabling a specific value proposition. Mm. They don't try to think, hey, will this piece of information improve outcomes? Mm-hmm. Will this reduce cost? Will this help me reduce risk or understand risk better, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one piece. And the second piece is they are not able to manage their knowledge. So there's so many clinical guidelines. There's so much research, right? They're not able to lav- uh, you know, uh, lev- store it, capture it, and leverage it across multiple use cases. Mm-hmm. So what what people, I think they theoretically understand that Medicine is information and knowledge based, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they are not able to actualize it and implement it in in, in the real world context. So that is a fundamental problem.
0: Oh my God, like my hair is on fire over here. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Cause I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Every thing that you're saying, every nugget, every building block that you're talking about, um, I mean. Let's just break down your first one, you know, the siloed, all of these disciplines being siloed and not just the disciplines. Like you said, even when you talk about the technologies, they don't want to play in the same sandbox.
1: You got it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so here we are still trying to solve a problem where Acorn wants to talk to Acorn, but they're two different Acorns and they don't want to. Talk. You got it. So, yes. Oh, my God. And that is the fundamental problem. And the cool thing about it is what it does is it allows space for individuals such as yourself and myself to operate, to go in and really say, hey, guys, we really need to come to Kumbaya and hold hands and actually talk. And then we could actually make
1: the world a better place. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <Yeah. laughs> And, and, uh, you know, I uh, uh, like Kumbaya. The, the informatics version of Kumbaya is let's uh, all agree to talk in the same language.
0: Right?
1: Yes, yes, so, uh, let's take a simple example, right? You do clinical trials and you deliver care. You're talking about the same clinical data. Yeah. How difficult it is for you to either align yourself on the same vocabularies and data models or whatever, mm-hmm. or if not, get together and have a, a mapping between the two so that data can flow over, right? Because uh, there's so much data in the EMRs which mm. which can be leveraged for patient recruitment. Mm. And then there is so much data generated in the context of the clinical trial, which, remember, the clinical trial is going on people who are patients of some sort. Yep. And that information can be so useful to their uh, PCP or their physicians in making so. their care better because the clinical trial people are discovering new things mm-hmm. and sharing some of that information to the physicians may not even require FDA approval. This is like my personal care. This can help you. So that's like opportunity gone right there, right? So, so many such examples I can give you. It's not even funny, you know, oh it's like amazing. My gosh.
0: So. Oh my gosh. Okay. So your organization Mm -hmm. Can you talk about how your organization is currently using data analytics to improve patient
1: outcomes? Yes. So we are proceeding in the following manner. I think so we um, uh, approach number one. We believe that machine learning by itself will not not solve world world hunger.
0: Thank you.
1: Yeah, because (laughs) I think there's too much of a craze uh, on machine learning. Yes. Uh, Yes. Thank you. And we believe that, um, and this is what we've also heard from a lot of people, that it is very easy to get machine learning pro- you know, uh, performance up to 90% of accuracy. But beyond that, you really need to engineer a way through. You need to look at rules, ontologies, and stuff like that. So our, sure. our approach is a combined one. Sorry, you're saying something, Kanya? Good, good. Yeah, perfect. So we're on the same page. So our approach is we combine machine learning ontologies and rules in a smart way to mm. deliver um, production accuracy where, um, so our first problem we are solving is uh, the ability to look at patient charts and automatically extract, extract clinical concepts and codes mm, okay. for provider reimbursement. That's the first problem we are solving. Okay. Right? And um, and we, we have good traction. We have some very uh, good customers and so on and so forth. And we are delivering ninety five percent of accuracy for seventy percent of the charts. Actually, sometimes is, it's even better. That's awesome. And uh, it is proved because what we do is we we get those guys to uh, they come and audit us. Okay. They do not put us in production until they they are satisfied. Uh, we have multiple rounds of auditing and so on, and then we 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 sign contracts based on our accuracy estimates. Okay. That, hey, we will stand by them, right? So, but that's a fundamental problem. Now, the second step we want to do is, we are now working on is, okay. Now, if we can extract codes, we can also extract HbA1c values. Mm. We can also um, infer uh, quality metrics. We can figure out whether this this patient is an inclusion or exclusion yeah. for a particular quality metric, a diabetes-related quality metric. And what we are finding is that. Um, uh, we are able to identify patients from the patient charts uh, who who would who people didn't know about uh, where the, because through structured data, the data is not available. So we mm-hmm. can go into the patient chart and extract it. And now we are able to show improvement in quality metrics just because of that. okay. The second step we want to do is now, if you if you're going to do quality metrics, care gaps is is not going to be far behind. okay. so. We are our next wave of machine learning models, and you know our our hybrid approaches to extract care gaps from patient notes. Now, care gaps you'll never find in an electronic medical record, right? So you have to go back to patient notes and stuff like that. Um, so that's so we have like a whole. Um, we are looking at. We're also looking at a literature. We're looking at uh, medical textbooks so that we can extract new knowledge and, uh, you know, bring it to uh, the point of care, you know, and stuff like that. So uh, we also look at clinical decision support, clinical documentation, and, and all the all the things. That's what I own in my organization. I own the product roadmap and the product strategy from an informatics point of view, healthcare is informatics. I mean, I don't know why they call it healthcare informatics. (laughs) (laughs) There is nothing else in healthcare other than informatics, but we shall not disappoint other people. We'll continue calling it healthcare informatics. So um, anyway, so that's uh, that's my story. Yeah. Let me
0: tell you, I love how your organization is so multifaceted. It's almost like once you find one problem, right? And you have You know, you have a solution down. Now you're like, okay, let's go to the second phase of this problem. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely love that about your organization. First, I love that your organization understands that machine learning is not the end all to be all. Because for some odd reason, because it's the new buzzword, everybody's like machine learning, machine learning. I'm like, guys, we can have machine learning all day long, but guess what? You still need us there to assist (laughs) Let,
1: let's dive deep into that. Uh, the models have to explain themselves yes. because a lot of times you are not convinced, you know, yeah, you may have an 80, 90% success rate in the, in the more accuracy rate, but at the time, at the point of care, it is about that particular patient. Yes. And, in cases where you don't agree with the with the, what the model is telling you, the model has to tell you why it did that. Mm-hmm. Okay, in finance and other places, okay, if you're underwriting your loan and, you know, they want to know whether you're a good borrower or not, it's fine. You don't need to explain. But, hey, uh, in the healthcare, you will need to explain. So that's the one big problem in healthcare. Oh you can't just go God. through it. Right? So, I
0: love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I I even the thing that I truly, truly love is how you're taking your background and being able to simplify all the languages across. Right. Because you said you guys are looking in textbooks. You guys are looking at clinical decision measures. You guys are looking at quality measures. I love the fact that you're taking all of those things, and you're trying to turn it into one simple language across the board, something that's open, transparent, and shareable amongst you know, not only providers, but organizations. I love that. And PSA, guys, we need more organizations that are willing to do that. That's what he stated at the top of the call. You know, we need more organizations that are willing to play in the same sandbox, speak the same language, share their information, share their data so that we can truly improve patient outcomes. There you go. Okay, so now in your space, do you see opportunities for informaticists? And I know some people may say, well, he just said that he an informaticist, TJ. Why are you asking him this question? That is yeah. because I want you to um let people know that they're more than just, you know. Your position. There's other entities and there's other facets to informatics. So that's why I'm asking you that question. So
1: it's what a very good that? question. Let me rephrase your the question. There is this confusion between an informaticist and um, a data modeler or a data architect. And
0: thank
1: you. Yep. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people don't understand that an informaticist, uh, a healthcare informaticist, brings much more. First of all, he brings a deeper, uh, you know, knowledge about the data, the meaning and the context. Yeah. Some Someone coming from the finance world will not be able to understand the nuance on day one, right? Mm-hmm. He also brings a deep domain knowledge about healthcare. He understands... Okay at what point in the workflow is this piece of information going to be useful Yeah. does it is it really important for me to spend thousands of dollars of extracting this speed of data where i know in my workflows you know it can wait a little bit it's not critical yes. right so uh-huh. that uh, he understands how it impacts cost right mm. and if if a particular piece of information is not like, available he has the domain knowledge to go mm figure out uh, proxy uh, information to to d- to drive uh, you know okay if i don't have x i can replace x by a and b and i can get a reasonable estimate of the outcomes or risk or cost or whatever you're looking for mm-hmm. right and finally i think a real um real savvy clinical or medical informaticist um understand has knowledge about clinical guidelines mm-hmm. and all the other, th- you know, and he's able to distill them and bring them to a point where they can be implemented at the point of care uh, uh, as a CDS uh, to enable better outcomes and cost. And um, I'm not saying he understands the clinical guideline to the extent that he can, you know, solve cancer, but he he has the knowledge to walk through an NCN, NCCN clinical protocol cancer care protocol of course he'll get stuck in some places because he's not a physician but he can go and connect with the physician um you know a data architect in the same place would be able to do the same but he would ask (laughs) 10 times more questions and it'll be a little much more friction filled process you know so it's it's a very subtle point and people it'll take a while for people to get through you know and um people Think that they can data science their way through it, but eventually the smart organizations realize that you need informatics. And I, you know, I've had, I mean, I've worked for some startups, um, startups in the Bay Area, and they're beginning to get it, some some of them, but more more quite a few of them are still technology and data driven. So
0: oh my God. So how do I get you on my team? Because I told y'all at the top of the call, have your pen and your piece of paper ready, because he literally just broke down what a healthcare informaticist, clinical informaticist, nurse informaticist, physician informaticist, (laughs) he broke down exactly what it is that we serve, the value that we add to a lot of these projects. And the thing that I love so much is, you've even taken the time to point out the difference between data science and the informaticist. And a lot of organizations think that they can just get away with a data science, you know, person. And I understand because data scientists are hot now, right? And a lot of people are wanting them because they have a lot of analytical skills. But at the end of the day, you still have to have that informaticist to tell you the context of the data in which it is being used, right? So how do I get you on my team? (laughs) How do I get you on my team? So I hope y'all wrote that down and I hope y'all got that clarification because that was textbook 101. What he said. So I know you and I were kind of having a little bit of discussion before we started the cast. And one of the things that we talked about was, you know, informaticists, you know, a lot of people still don't know about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, how do you think individuals such as yourself and myself can inform, you know, not only the world, but help organizations understand the value? Uh, that we bring.
1: Yeah, so that's a tricky question. Um, here's 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 uh, one insight I've seen uh, in the informatics world. Uh, it's a cross-disciplinary field. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Tanya, you are um, you are a nurse informaticist. So you have your nursing skills and your informatics skills. I come from computer science so I have my computer science algorithm and data structure skills and I have my informatics skills mm-hmm. so uh, I given the nascent nature of the field I doubt there is any individual out there who's just purely an informatist mm-hmm. he has some other skill which plays mm-hmm. into it and um that's where you start because if you are a nurse let's talk about nurse informaticists right mm-hmm. you are embedded in the clinical workflows both internal and i mean both inpatient and outpatient mm-hmm. right more valuable in than inpatient context mm-hmm. you build care plans mm-hmm. right and you and uh, that is your opportunity to show the value you can say sh- mm-hmm. you can say that hey i'm building these care plans but i'm not going to keep building a care plan for every new patient which comes through i'm going to start building cohorts i'm going to start templatizing the care plans i'm going to start Identifying the data elements used in the context of the care plans. And then I will ask you to go and create a database with me, for me. Don't go and spend your billions of dollars <laughs> in creating these humongous data warehouses which fail and they provide no value to anyone, right? <laughs> right. So let's just start. So I think the first thing I would do is uh, leverage your, say, nursing skills in your case and m- identify uh, value, clear situations of value. And believe me, they're huge. Um, mm. And then propose a quick pilot and prove the value. Mm. If you can say, "Hey, give me three months. Let's do a quick pilot and let's let's show how this improved outcomes." Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then that that gives you the credibility to start pushing the ideas more and you know mm. making suggestions and stuff like that. Love it. Love
0: it. Okay. So, what are you most excited about as it relates to the future of what you and your organization is doing?
1: oh i can talk about it general as well what excites me about the future is two things um mm-hmm. and this is of course applies to my organization but given that we are all in the spirit of sharing and collaboration i would really like the industry to work as one team because mm-hmm. otherwise this will not happen mm-hmm. leaving that aside there has to be some mutual benefit uh, you know win wins which we'll have to identify but that's a different topic for another day mm-hmm. um the two things I'm really, uh, really, really, this is the promise of informatics. Um, so if you, if you proceed from the hypothesis that medicine is information and knowledge based. Mm-hmm. Then informatics provides an opportunity to rethink medicine, mm. the practice of medicine, mm. and even the knowledge of medicine. Mm-hmm. So that is the gold the holy grail we are looking for. We mm-hmm. should we should align ourselves and say, hey, let's rethink. Do we really need to do really do all patients, do they really need to go to a physician's office or only mm-hmm. the most serious ones, you know? Mm-hmm. Or um can the can the patients do something ahead of time so that they don't have to sit in the clinic and enter the same damn information every time they go yeah. in? Yeah. You know, and those kind of things. Simple things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. The second thing is I think we're still incredibly slow, and um, of translating from research to practice. Yeah, and that is where I'm really, really excited about. Like, uh, if we, if there's another COVID which comes by, <laughs> can we quickly figure out existing knowledge? Can our AI machine learning algorithms pull out? for specific use cases around COVID, number one. Number two, as people are posting new and new information and new and new insights, because there are no no research publications here. So one source of knowledge Mm -hmm. is the research publications, your PubMeds of the world. But the other source of knowledge is the patient notes, because there are people being treated on the front lines and and there is a knowledge embedded in them. People don't get that. You know, Mm -hmm. if you can come, if you can in real time, you know, figure out, Clinical protocols, clinical decision support rules, and quickly make them actionable, you know, and mm-hmm. executable, both in an IT sense and even in a manual sense. If I just hear from a lot of physicians that Paxlovid is really doing well for COVID, okay, I can put it in my order set, create a Paxlovid or whatever. And you know, I, I know I may run into some FDA kind of things there, but I'm just talking about a concept here, right? So. Okay. So that's those are the two big, those are the two things which informatics has the potential and the promise. And I would love to um, push that boundary a little bit.
0: Mm, I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. so now. I love everything that you have said, and I promise y'all, I pray that y'all was tuned in and plugged in because I'm going to have to go back and listen to this episode because this thing right here is so juicy. I'm just letting y'all know. So do you have any parting words of wisdom
1: for our guests? Yeah. So I have three words, two words of information. Okay. Information of advice, information and knowledge whatever you do and i would drop in the word ecosystem as well Mm. whether you're a nurse whether you're an informaticist or whether you're a computer scientist try to understand the context of the information and the knowledge Mm -hmm. where it's coming from Mm -hmm. try to link it to okay, why is this, how was this information created? What is the Mm -hmm. value of this information? How can I use it to improve outcomes or reduce cost or, you know, better engage with my patients? Mm -hmm. Keep that in the back of your mind. And um, I think what happens is that will drive changes in the way you do your daily work. You will Mm -hmm. think differently. You will, your program, for computer scientists, you'll write programs in a different way. For nurses, you will probably create for nurse informaticists, you'd create better care plans, more outcomes-focused, goal-driven care plans as opposed to general, you know, I, I did X, Y, and Z kind of care plans. So, nice. you know, so th- that's that's my advice. Be information-centered cent- around information and knowledge. Be, be, be truly information-centric. It requires a change in thinking, and, I t- and uh, it's almost behavioral to some extent. But yes, that is what will help you.
0: So... Oh my God. So change your thinking, change your view, change your thinking, and it will change your view. Love it, love it, love it. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today. It was an honor and it was a pleasure. And I definitely, definitely pray that we can snatch you to get you back on to pick your brain some more. I love it when I'm able to talk to other informaticists who have the same fire and passion that I have about the world of informatics. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us today for another episode of the Outcomes Rocket Network, the future of global informatics podcast. If your organization is looking for informatics talent, go to www.beryllus.net. That is y-l-l-us.net. And we can assist you in finding some of the best nursing informatics talent this continent has to offer. We'll talk to you later. Have a great
1: day. See ya.